Hi friends, my name is Natalia and welcome to my new podcast called Generation Zen. For those of you who don't know me, I am an intuitive tarot reader. I started off on TikTok and just kind of kept that up with a relatively large following. I don't know, numbers are numbers to me. And then transitioned into Instagram and that's kind of how I got started with my own tarot reading business and that's kind of my brand right now. I love doing tarot readings so much and I love all of my clients but there's more to me than just a tarot reader. So that's why I created this podcast just so you all can get to know me a little more and what I'm all about. I really want to talk about spirituality, just the different realms of it, and how that's affected my own mental health and my own personal journey. Being a Gen Zer, high, born in 1997, Libra Sun, Cancer Moon, Cancer Rising, sensitive people, where y'all at? So overall, I hope that my journey and basically what I have to say can resonate with some of you young people out there on your own personal spiritual journey because let me tell you it's a journey it's a process it's definitely not done I am just at the beginning I feel like I am at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to spirituality and my own journey and like the way in which I got into this field of work and just overall interest in spirituality and tarot reading in manifestation in meditation was really kind of a roundabout bizarre crooked way which this episode I'm going to talk about my journey so that you can actually know who I am and who you're listening to so hopefully like I said some of this resonates for you or you just learn something about me. Let's just dive right in. So I'd say taking it all the way back to when I was 17 years old, I was introduced to mindful meditation. I got introduced to it by my mother who has, I swear, she's been meditating before it was even cool, before it was even trendy. For as long as I can remember her just sitting downstairs for like five minutes a day, just in silence. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, how can sitting in silence for five minutes every single day improve your life substantially? I mean, little did I know that's exactly what ended up happening years later for me. She somehow found out about this young adult teen meditation retreat retreat that was held at this certain retreat center uh, about like two hours north of me. She asked me if I was interested in going. I didn't really know much about meditation or mindfulness except that it was good for your mental health. In my teenage years, I was struggling a lot when it came to that. And so it became a what have I got to lose type of thing for me. And at the time, I figured, okay, well, it would be really nice to get out of where I'm at right now and just do something that's uncomfortable for me. Because at the time, I was in a not very healthy relationship and struggled with a lot of codependency issues I just had a strong feeling that I should just go and try it out like what's the worst thing that could happen here 
So I believe it was like a five-day retreat. I just remember going there and it was so beautiful. It was like in the middle of no, well, I wouldn't say the middle of nowhere, but it was all surrounded by forests and it was like a super windy road to get up there. There were other teenagers there and I was just like so enamored with these kids that were like seeing how they'd been going to teen retreats since they were like 13 or like something like that. So I was like, okay, what is this all about? And then I heard from the leader like later that day that we were going to be in silence. I think we could only talk to each other during like meal times. And so that was about like an hour, but the rest was in what they called noble silence where you don't speak to each other. I mean, unless it's like an emergency, but you know, the whole idea was to focus inward and be in the present moment. And it was a lot of hours of a combination of sitting meditation and walking meditation. And so I'm not going to define what all of these things entail because that would take forever and I'm not an expert. But this is just my experience that I'm sharing, okay? So if you're interested, the organization is actually IBME, Inward Bound Mindfulness Education. And they do retreats all over the country. I love all of the leaders. And I loved my experience on the retreat. And so when I learned that we had to be in silence I was like what like I am a Libra and as a teenager all I wanted to do was be around my friends was be around people was to distract myself from the chaos going on in my head I was like oh my god I did not sign up for this how was I supposed to know that we were supposed to be in silence I didn't even realize how terrified I was of silence and being by myself until I went on this retreat I would say the first two days were really really difficult there were a lot of hard nights tears were shed it was an extremely cathartic experience for me and it's very hard to explain unless you've actually kind of had that experience but I think for me I thought that the silence was so that we can figure ourselves out and so that we can think about all of our problems and kind of sort them out and reflect on those situations and those thoughts but in reality it's focusing on what is right in front of you in the present moment and being out of your head which was so backwards to me it was so difficult and I was so so uncomfortable I cannot tell you how many times I was like what excuse can I make to just go home because I can't do this and I will will never forget this experience. I think it was on the third day or the second day. Either one of those days, we had a sitting meditation and it was a loving kindness meditation, which is where you focus on self-compassion towards yourself. For a teenage girl who is in high school and struggles with self-confidence issues and insecurities, I'm sure you can guess how that was for me. And it made me have like, I don't even remember. It was just this huge breakdown, this huge emotional breakdown. I had to leave the meditation room and go outside and just gather myself and then one of the leaders comes out I just couldn't stop crying and I told her whatever was coming up for me and she told me to just look up at the trees and notice that the trees are swaying in the wind but they don't break you know to just keep looking up and it was so bizarre because as I kept looking up the tears just stopped I felt very comforted I actually noticed in nature where I'm like oh trees they go through so much heavy rain and wind but they're still strong and they sway but they're still there I felt so much better and I felt very close to that leader and I am forever grateful for her and just that 
overall experience at that retreat. And I stuck it out for those five days and it was the most transformative time of my life to this day, I would say. But I think that the biggest takeaway for me from that retreat experience was how much I could rely on myself and how being present takes away the fear of the future and takes away the ruminating on the past. And for me, I love future tripping. I love creating this whole downward spiral and just all of these fears that get created and all these false narratives that just occur in your head. And when I was at that retreat and the focus was on our breath, the focus was on the birds that we hear, the focus was on everything except what was going on in our head. I loved that. It was very uncomfortable. Like certain times in meditation, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't get out of my head. And I think that's where a lot of people feel like they're almost doing it wrong because they can't stop thinking or because they can't just shut their brain off. And I felt that exact same way until that retreat. And I learned that it's okay for you to have thoughts. That's completely normal. No one can shut their brain off, but it's allowing yourself to return back to the moment. It's allowing yourself to be aware of the thoughts that come and then let them go. And then they come back and then you let them go no matter how many times it takes and removing the judgment from yourself. I mean, like I said, I didn't learn that until I went on the retreat. And even then getting back home, I thought it was going to be so easy, so simple for me to just continue to meditate. But it was hard not having that leader guiding me through all of this, not being in a space where I'm surrounded by 30 other, 40 other kids that are meditating with me. You know, I'm not in that space anymore. I'm in my room. I'm in my own personal environment. And it's creating this sacred space for me that I was like, oh my God, how am I supposed to do this? And this is the part where I'm supposed to say that that was the beginning of my spiritual journey. And now I'm all awakened and enlightened and have all this knowledge to share about meditation and spirituality, but that was not my reality. I fell off the wagon a hundred percent. It was a very large gap between when I had that amazing enlightened experience with meditation and then when I got back into it. And the in-between is very hazy and very confusing because a lot happened in a very short amount of time as with anyone throughout years, you know. A lot happens in a year. Let's just take 2020 for instance. But I never forgot about that experience. I never forgot about meditation. I never forgot about how that retreat made me feel. It just came down to, am I committed to my own practice? How committed am I to get back into it? And am I able to set aside the judgment of me getting down on myself in case I don't meditate for 20 minutes or 30 minutes at a time, in case I don't meditate every single day? But several years later, like I said, I did get back into it. I did go on another retreat, which was just as helpful. It wasn't as enlightening of an experience, which I feel bad that I had kind of expected that. And I felt like I was just going to reach ultimate enlightenment by the end of this other retreat because of my experience in the first one. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I set my most recent intention at my last retreat to just deepen my practice. And the thing that I love most about meditation is that there's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. You can be as dedicated, as committed as you want to be. Now, I will say there are some resources that really, really helped me in regards to my practice and overall how often I would meditate. That was using Insight Timer, which is an app. 
and there's different guided meditations and then there's also just a timer so you can see how long you meditate or set a timer without having it be that annoying iPhone alarm. So I love using that app. I've been using it for years now. And yeah, I mean, I feel like there's so many different resources nowadays and it's so accessible for people also who don't have the money to afford a full-on retreat. But what I do also like is that they typically have sliding scale pricing and also offer scholarships. I love the diversity of people there, all genders, all sexualities, all shapes, all sizes, all races. It's beautiful. So that was the catalyst of my overall spiritual practice. And that's, I'd say, where it all began. And then slowly little different branches grew from that tree stump, I guess. If I were to call my overall spiritual practice a tree, the meditation mindfulness was the stump. And then I would say the following branch, the first branch that grew from that was my interest in I hate the word self-help but I guess personal development books I feel like the whole idea of the law of attraction and manifestation and the power of positive thinking I think that's a book that I read I feel like that was when it kind of blew up and a lot of people were like whoa like what I can manifest a life of my dream like that doesn't make sense the power of the brain oh my god and then I experienced my second catalyst into my spiritual practice all over again and that was reading the book the universe has your back by Gabrielle Bernstein and she oh I am manifesting that I meet her, that I speak to her one day because I love her. I love all of her books. And yeah, I am just, I'm a huge fan girl of her. I read her book, The Universe Has Your Back. And she has another book called Super Attractor, which those two I reread or I guess listen to. I listen to them nonstop. That really solidified my belief in a power greater than myself this inner knowing of myself and trusting myself and surrendering all of my woes and all of my problems to the universe, to whatever it is you want to call it. And I always had the belief that everything happens for a reason. And there were certain experiences in my life to where it was one of those things where you can't deny that there was a reason for this tragic thing, for this problem to have happened because I was able to look back and be like, oh, wow, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has had these experiences or felt this way. So I always kind of knew that there was some sort of higher purpose, higher power. And I didn't really think of it as something that I can rely on, something that I can surrender to, because that whole concept to me, I just thought, well, I don't necessarily believe in coincidences, but I felt like my life was all dictated by me. It was my choice. If I want this, then I have to do this and that and this and that and this and that to get there. But learning from that book that I didn't have to figure out everything on my own, that I didn't have to solve my problems all at once, and that there is a power greater than myself that I can surrender to and that I can just trust. I was like, yeah, let me just give all my problems away to something else, to someone else, because I don't want to deal with them. And I will say, you know, to some people, it sounds very bizarre. And I get it. It was bizarre as I was reading it. But the way that she wrote this book and the way that she was able to explain 
her own experiences allowed me to really understand and confirm that, okay, I'm not the only one who believes that everything happens for a reason. And okay, there is some sort of higher power out there. And I like the way that she defines it this way. So I'm going to believe in that because I agree. The idea of manifestation that I learned from her was the secret key, the secret ingredient, if you will, of allowing yourself to detach, allowing yourself to release the outcome, allowing yourself to surrender and not white knuckle the situation and not force an outcome to let go of control for whatever reason. That was so mind blowing to me. And I was like, oh my God, I need more of this. And so of course I read the rest of her books and I feel like all of these things really mesh together and blend together like combined with meditation. And I loved that. As I continued learning about all of this, I really landed on the idea of intuition and enhancing your intuition through meditation. Because let me tell you, I was the most indecisive person I feel like in the world, honestly. I would make one decision and then I'd be like, wait, what if that's not the right decision? What if that's not the right thing to say? That little feeling, that gut feeling, the intuition that we all have, once I started hearing it, once I started listening, and the only way that I feel like I could listen to it was in silence, was in meditation. So when lockdown started, that was when I dove in. That was when I was like, okay, deleting social media. I really just went off the grid in a sense because I kept hearing all of these different people that I admired saying that, oh, your intuition is like a muscle. You just have to keep using it and using it like your third eye and it can open up and this and that. Focus, meditate with your intuition, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm in lockdown. I'm in quarantine. I want to get into spirituality more. I want to deepen my practice. I want to get back into meditation. I want to help myself. I want to feel better. I mean, honestly, I would not say there's some sort of secret here. I really literally just meditated and took out as many distractions as I possibly could that prevented me from focusing inward and focusing on myself. And I began developing other hobbies and other passions, one of which was teaching myself tarot. And look where I'm at now. I do that for my job and I love it so much. It was so rewarding for me knowing that I was teaching myself something because I I had it in my head for the longest time that I did not have a very strong work ethic because I hated school and I could never focus and I just did not like it. So that's not true. Also, if you believe that you have a a poor work ethic, I challenge you to see how you work and you feel passionate towards something when you are doing a hobby. It doesn't even feel like work, right? Being able to teach myself how to read tarot and at the same time strengthening my intuition through meditation, it just grew and grew. And I began doing readings for other people. Now, at the very beginning, I was pretty scared because I wasn't sure how specifically my family would react with telling them that I'm like reading tarot cards. And I mean, my mom, I would say they're, I would say my family's pretty open-minded, but I was like, "Uh, I don't know, this is like little, maybe they'll find it bizarre. And I'm not sure, you know, kind of obviously the usual doubt that I experienced and we all experience. I obviously knew the best way to practice and to develop my own intuition in tarot is to do readings on other people, not just myself. And I was driving myself crazy also doing so many readings on myself because I'm like, wait, what? confusing myself, obviously. And so 
ended up asking my mom to do a reading for her and I told her and I think I'm not sure how but my dad found out and I realized that tarot reading was like ran in my family and I had a great aunt and then another aunt that were both tarot readers and like that was their job I had no idea and my dad started telling me all of these stories about my grandma who I unfortunately never met but she about all of her premonitions and then it just blew up into this thing where I was I felt so much closer to my own heritage my own family and I had no idea to me that is another example of divine timing of divine guidance you know listening to what feels right if you want to start something if you're interested in some sort of hobby or some sort of passion pursue it and you never know what comes of it and the fact that it ran in my family just further instilled in me that it's like okay I know that this is meant to be. I know that this is supposed to be happening right now. And so I continued doing readings for people that I knew, for friends and family. And I was told, you know, you could make this a job or why don't you charge people for it? And I was like, no one cares. Like, what are you talking about? And so I quit just waiting for the quote unquote perfect time because I don't even know what that is. Everything that happened in my life that I feel like was really good didn't happen in what I would consider a perfect time. So why not? And I started on TikTok. I remember my boyfriend, I think, inspired me to do it. So I did. And I just made a lot of TikToks and I really enjoyed it. It was really fun for me. And I gained a lot of followers from it. And I started going live and doing readings like week ahead readings weekend readings and I just really enjoyed it it was really fun for me and so that's when I started selling my services as a tarot reader and doing private readings and let me tell you I love it so much it is so rewarding for me and I love that I can share this gift that I have to other people and impact them in a very unique way and I just feel so grateful that they allow me to really enter in a vulnerable part of their life something that they're struggling with something that they're going through and being able to guide them. So that's my story. As of right now, my story is not ending. It is a constant progress, constant journey. That's why I call this Generation Zen. I'm a young adult and things change and I'm constantly growing. So come on this journey with me. Come on this path with me. I'll update you and we can talk about some stuff. I hope, like I said, that this gave you some insight about me. Hi, hello. I'm a normal human being. Be sure to tune in and follow this podcast. Follow me on Instagram as well at Tarot by Talia. And yeah, I will see you guys on my next episode. Bye.